We appreciate your spirit. We thank you for what you've given to us. Thank you for the access you have granted us into your things, into your will, into your word. Father, we thank you for the light which is to shine in our heart by the reason of this entrance. Father, we say thank you. Father, we ask this morning that you will grant our heart grace to come into the blessings of that which you've spoken to us in the name of Jesus. We ask for wisdom because it is your wisdom that brings understanding we need understanding even for these things which you've said we ask for more wisdom more spirit of your wisdom to be given to our hearts in the name of Jesus Father, the wisdom needed to begin to journey in these things. Father, you would open it to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for help. Help, much help. Even to align ourselves in the spirit. As your word said, can two work together except they agree? the grace to agree with you we will give our heart in the name of Jesus make grace available to us in abundance make grace available plenty for our souls in the name of Jesus father we ask for the opening of sight let every eyes be open Amen. this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, every darkened sight, we ask for light. Let your light shine in the name of Jesus. Senor God, il marno fatim parviscomda temina dushavia nernai ernot the Mimama Tolnin Diva Makinos Father, we ask that your light will continue to shine and our eyes will see them 
in the name of Jesus. By the reason of the new sight which you have given, Father, you will cause changes to begin to happen even into our inner man. In the name of Jesus, let our inner man begin to come to light. In the name of Jesus, we want a transformation that goes beyond what eyes can see. Father, we pray that for every soul here this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because we know that you have answered our prayers. Father, we know there's much, much, much more in this world, even which our mouth can't mention. We ask that grace to flow into these things in the spirit to be given to each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Father, this fountain which you've opened up, Father, we pray that everyone will gain access by your wisdom in the name of Jesus. Famila Carda, your word says wisdom is the principal thing. In all thy getting, get understanding. We know that wisdom and understanding is key. If we would begin to learn your mysteries, if we begin to learn the things you are saying to us, Father, we ask for more operations of this spirit in our heart, in the name of Jesus. As Paul prayed for the Ephesian church, I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you might know what is the hope of his calling. We ask that by your mercy we will come into measures of this spirit in the name of Jesus. The measures of this spirit are available for this season and this time. Father, you will give grace to enter them in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for the reality of the Spirit. Yes. That you begin to bring those realities around each and every one of us. Even in ways we've not seen before. In the name of Jesus. We know that these things are real. We know. And we ask that you will cause our heart to see this reality. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I welcome everybody here this morning. Just say hi to your neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor, you are welcome here. Hmm. Amen. Praise God. Amen. How many of us are happy to be here this morning? I'm happy. Hmm. Praise God. We thank God for his mercies. We thank him for 
his faithfulness and we thank him for how he has been bringing us thus far amen um, it's it's I would say it's great mercy that we are working with in this time because the things of God don't don't just open up except by his mercy um, there are a couple of things that were uttered this morning that I feel I, I should just address uh, because it's important. You know, most of the time we come together, we talk and we'll go, you know, we, we'll learn about most of the things, sometimes, most of the things that are said in meetings, sometimes you know, when prophecy come, go, we just go, we hear it to go, you know, we are so used to it in such a way that we don't even pay attention to them as we ought, right? But those things, they are, the Spirit don't just utter them because they just want to to excite us. No, there, is, there are things happening in the Spirit that we should be sensitive to. And God is helping each and every one of us, isn't it? Um, I just love this season. This season is a wonderful time. But there's a lot more happening in the Spirit than it's happening in the natural. And it's only a natural man that, would, that won't see beyond COVID-19 and the, the seclusion. And the, not the seclusion is consecration, in a way. If they want to deal with, they want to deal with, uh, I think leprosy, I forgot. When the priest wants to deal with it, they have to separate the people. Yeah, to con is for consecration, really. Right? So they will separate you to consecration. As, as you're seeing that in the natural, then the, the perhaps, most likely, there's the same requirement in the spirit. Right? But most of us, you know, we can just, you know, just use COVID-19. Okay, we are all in the house. You know what's funny is that in the next two, three years, after this is all gone, and it will just be a reference. Ah, do you remember year 2020? Everybody was on lockdown. You know, it was a very interesting time. No economic uh, breakdown, you know. Ah, but, you know, after a while, things... And everybody will forget COVID-19. The, the only thing that the government or the, the world will take out of this is measures and cure. Okay, in the future, how do we prevent such? Okay, let's look for a cure so that we cure it now. But then they, they now start thinking, you see. How do we curb such diseases that we don't know? They start looking for plans on how to figure out and deal with some diseases before they even you know, spread and all that. That's what they will learn out of it. But if we are in the spirit, there's a lot that we'll take out. And it's much more than that. To me, personally, I feel it's, it's a season to grow spiritually. Uh, the season is like incubation. You have been incubated so that by the time you are finally done, they don't, I, don't, I don't know how many of us have heard this slang. They are cooking you. You know, I don't know how I heard that. I know, I know many university people identify with that. But there's, a way, there's a way we say that thing about when they, are cook, when they say they want to cook somebody. Hmm? So they will cook you well. I want to say it, you know? Meaning they will cook you until you are fully you are fully cooked. Uh, what that means simply is that they are going to give the person one kind of power like that. Mm, so they want to cook you with power. Uh, eh? <laughs> it's a spiritual pot. 
they put the person inside pot, but not. <laughs> Just, they, they will put the person in a spiritual pot and start cooking the person. Now, the, the cooking is the sacrifices and the ordinances around uh, the calling of the power. And then the person coming into that power. So when the person has fully moved into the power and they say they've cooked the person, finish. So it's now, you know, you have received power. You know, all those things that they say, they, they steal it from the spirit. Because heaven wants to cook you too. Eh? When they say cook you, they, that means they want to give you power. And power, as we know from the scripture, is the gospel. Right? So this season is very important and very, very sensitive. Um, and I, I, I've been just watching the progression. You know, it's so funny. We're just, we're just teaching you know, prayer and word, pretty much. But it goes beyond that in the spirit. It's, it's an establishment and a foundation that they are solidifying. But not just that. This thing is actually granting access in the spirit to many things. Um, even though it might seem they are foundational, simple things, praying word, but these things are actually opening doors in the spirit to things much more than that. Amen. And it will take time to begin to fully to be able to fully move into those things that they are bringing. It will take time because there has to be some work that we have to do personally to move into them. Amen. So they will make power available, they will make grace available, but then you we need to move into them. Amen. And all that has to do with the way we are. I don't know, I've been saying this thing, right? There's a way we've been aligning around the world. Mm-hmm. So there's a way we can be so much aligned around this thing that will be so insensitive to how far that we ourselves have left ourselves behind. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's just, it's common. We just come, share what we we'll go. And it shouldn't be just. No, there's a way we come, we hear what, okay, I, I felt, so, you know, I heard something good today, right? And that's why it will end, right? Even though they might ask you, so what did you hear yesterday? Oh, I heard this, this, and that, and that. But it should go beyond that. It should be an active thing that we begin to work with daily. Yeah? It should be a daily goal to at least make sure that we practice some of those things, right? Little by little. It doesn't know it could be maybe one little thing we did today. Yes, At least as that is happening, we thank God, yes, right? Now, as we've been joining in the spirit, there is the, I've been seeing, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, still, we'll see where God is leading us. Personally, I don't even know where we are going. I shall know that we are joining in the spirit, and there's an angel here. There's an angel of the Lord here that is orchestrating these things, that is bringing these things. How do I know? You know, when you say things like that, you'll be wondering, okay, what, what's happening? Why? Okay, why do you need an angel? When John moved into the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation didn't just open to him. God had to send an angel. He sent and signified it by his angel. To show unto John. 
right? Which means it's possible for God to just send an emissary, uh, an angel, to just come and just begin to open things up to us because there are, some, there are things we need to move into. Amen. And these things are real. You know, when you hear angels, you know, there's an angel here. You wonder, we are not seeing the angel now. What are you talking about? Okay. Don't worry. The angel doesn't need to appear to you. You just, need to, you just need to pick the things that is brought to you. Finish. Right? Now, there's that progression. And I, I sensed initially that the angel also was looking to bring entrance. Now, they be saying entrance, entrance. You know, you can open Bible and talk entrance different ways, in different ways. But me too, I'm wondering, what's entrance? But I know it's not just the, the, no, the norm. Oh, entrance, you know, like, each time you hear entrance, it could be for different things in the spirit, right? But when I was hearing this entrance, I just felt there was a season. There's a season where they will begin to bring things that will open some fountain in the spirit. It will open things in the spirit. And this thing will begin to flow into... And now, when you say begin to flow, that means if we are diligent and sensitive to, to follow that journey and follow the things as they are bringing it to us, if we are diligent and sensitive to make sure that we are actually flowing into the things, it's like a stream, so there's a call. So they are calling us to enter something. And as they are calling, that call, eh, when you say they are calling, you know when you say, ah, Shade, come. And then the person will hear and then begin to come. That Shade, come may not come as Shade, come. That Shade, come will be, will be spiritual things that is beginning to happen around you, that is beginning to awaken something in you that may not have been awoken before. To position you in a way to begin to fetch from a stream in the spirit. Why am I saying this? You know, streams in the spirit are not always stagnant. Right? But there's an attitude we need to learn when it comes to even following spiritual things. You know, when they talk about Christ shall lead them, eh? and they say, This are they which followeth the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. So, which means the Lamb is the shepherd, right? So, he's leading the sheep. He shall lead them like a flock, right? So he's leading the sheep, and as he's leading the sheep, he knows where pastures are. So today, he might just journey there. You will now learn to follow him. Maybe tomorrow, he might not journey from there and move somewhere else. You have to follow him, right? So you have to follow whithersoever you go. There are always streams in the spirit that God is opening to each and every, depending on our journey. Eh? And we, we can then fetch from there also depending on the season. So there's the season and there's our journey. So each season has something to bring to you. Right? And then in your journey, you now need to learn how to pick from it so that you can make the best use of it. Amen. So God has an intent. So God has an intent and that intent, we must be able to find it. Follow, if, you, if you don't follow him, we won't journey to the end of his intent. So there's an intent in his heart. With that intent, he's doing many things. 
Amen. And as he's doing many things, we now need to learn how to follow him so that we can journey to the end of what he's doing. Amen. This season, then God is beginning to, like I said, God is beginning to open things to us. I sense that as an opening, right, access given in the spirit. Now, today, they just made it clear again eh, that there are things being opened in the spirit. All those utterances that were coming, as you know, was speaking, or just following the the stream, right? There is there is an intent. They say we should find will. Mm. Now the will, they say, God has a will for man. When you say man, that man there is not everybody. Or is you? Mm. Eh? When they say man, mm. although it's for every man, they want to make it clear that it's for every man. But that man also is you. It's also personal. Even though it's general, but it's also personal. Right? It's like seeing the, the different folds of the wisdom there. It's general, but it's also personal. So, man. So, when you, when you, hear, when you talk about man, you say, okay, it's every man. Souls. Right? But also, in the context here, it's talking about everyone here. They are, so, they are still telling us that there, there, there is a season you are in. So there's a season you are in, in this season and time. Now, we've been journeying. Then we've now journeyed to a point where they now began to open things in the spirit. Now, she said, I see scrolls. And then inside the scrolls are will. Right? So inside the scrolls are wheel. Now you'll be wondering, ah, okay, what scroll and wheel? Okay, how do they align? And then inside the scroll are things written. Things that have never been said before or opened before. That just tells you that you have come into a season of something new. Hallelujah. One, it's a season of something new. This thing is not, you didn't get there by accident. You've been journeying. So it's not as if we've gotten there by accident. There's, there, there is a progression in the spirit. That angel that I mentioned that is here, is here to accomplish something. And until that thing is done, it won't go. Finish. Right? And each time we are ministering, each time we are talking, I just sense the angel. And I just sense the angel. I thought, yeah, the angel is still here. Because sometimes I'll be wondering, ah, you know, it's as, you wonder, it's as if the, but it has not gone. Maybe during the week, the angel will just come around, and give utterance for a few things, just, some things will just be bubbling inside, I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And then, after the thing will go again, and I'll now be, I'll just be watching the, the flow inside, but I know that the angel is still trying to tell me that I'm still here, I'm not gone yet. And as simple as the things we are hearing, you need to be able to see beyond them. You need to be able to see beyond, your in, beyond those words alone and take your inheritance out of it. Amen. So we journey to a point where things now began to open. So you have journeyed there. We've journeyed to a point. So they've been speaking 
because when, when it started, I remember, when it started, it was, like I said, it was the access. See, I will give access. I will give access. I bring access. And then I began to talk about uh, give, give access, give utterance. And then we've been journeying so that that thing would open in the spirit. Amen. So those things, we've journeyed, we've journeyed to that point where they now began to open things up. Now, those things that are written doesn't mean you have access to it right away. It doesn't mean that you just begin to interact with those things. Those things also, they also it's like if they also have ordinances around them. Right? It's like they have ordinances around them, meaning uh, there are things that need to be done to open them up the way they should be opened. And you'll be so surprised that all these things they are saying is still boiling down to all we've been teaching. Not that the way we've been teaching about praying word, praying word, your lifeline, because those things that they are going to bring to you, if you don't have that foundation and you've built it well, you won't really, really make use of it the way you should. You, what they really want to really, t- I, I miss myself, I don't know, but I just perceive what they really want to talk is not even this one. But they are just building foundation. Even by God's mercy, we just got there. They are building foundations because they want to make sure that you are properly arranged in the spirit. Why? There's a way we've all grown. Not as a way we came around the word of righteousness, all of us, somehow. And here's the funny thing. You know, all of us came from different backgrounds. Uh, different background, different knowledge, different things we know. Eh? And then we enter order and then we're not trying to make it work. That's what we're trying to make it means we're just learning and grow, growing there. But there are certain things that we, we might miss that if we don't correct, might not, we won't really, really be fruitful as we should. And everyone is particular about the fruit. They are very particular about the fruit. Um, as I'm seeing the progression, there's a... But that, this one, I'm not sure if I even talk too much about it. I'll just mention it briefly. But we'll get there. Amen? So there's the progression of we journeying to the scroll. Then we now have to take the scroll. The scroll is opened. And then we now begin to see what is in the scroll. Now, when you now talk about scrolls and things written therein, what, what is written inside scroll is God's word. Now, when you talk about will, now, because there's now said the will, there's an intent, there's God's will. Now, that will is now what is written inside the scroll, is what is in the scroll, right? Now, what is in the scroll are words, like I said, and that means they are telling us that the will of God is actually the word of God. Now, this word of God, they are going to open it up in a way that will not begin to reveal will. Thank you. Now, that will thing, it's not just, you know, there's a way we just understand. We have God's will. It's not talking about what's God's will for my life. It's actually that will is an intent in God's heart. Right? And that intent is being brought forth by words. And then you're not journey into a spirit whereby you now begin to interact with certain words in the spirit. Now, I don't know it's God's word, right? Let's just quickly open um, Revelations 10. Uh, let me start from there. We read Revelations 10. Someone open Ezekiel 3. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Can we read verse Revelation 10 verse 6? Actually, let me read from verse 4. Amen. Amen. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, see this one, I guess I'll just do it like that. Because the reason is, when you want to talk about these particular passages, there are some things we need to just mention to explain. But I'll try as much as possible. I'm not sure I'll even teach, teach, teach like, like I will, like, you know, many times you might have some things. My wisdom can't even arrange all these things myself. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not that, I'm not that wise like that. There are just some things here that we should understand. I, I, I'll say, I just feel maybe they, are, they want to encourage our heart and also make us see the reality of the things we are dealing with. Amen. The things you are around are sacred. The things you are really dealing with are real. Hmm? I don't know, maybe whatever, maybe, maybe you are sleeping or you are brushing your teeth or you are about to eat and Satan is telling you, ah, this thing is too bad. I'm even tired, Self, It's not a joke. They want to take something from you because these things are real. They are too real. Spiritual things are real. Satan has just deceived us in such a way that what we see is re- more real than the spirit. Amen. Let me just read and from verse 4. I'll continue. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. You know what? Let me read from verse 1. So that it's not disconnected. From verse 1, it said, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his foot upon the sea, and his left foot upon the earth. And he cried with a loud voice, as with a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. So this angel that came had a book in his hand. Then he roared. And when he roared, seven thunders uttered their voices. I'm not going to explain all that, and I'm not going to talk about all that, because that's not what I'm talking about today. But those things signify things in the realm of the spirit. They are fen forward, and they are voices. So when you have voices, it's also talking about, is an, this is an authorization in the spirit that is given to this angel to cry. And those things will translate to God's word to you. So all things, when it happens in the spirit, it causes things to happen in the natural. Then it flows from the spirit and happen in coming to the natural to affect men's lives. And it's only those that are here that will hear this cry. So let him that has here hear what the spirit is saying. Mm-hmm. This this seven thunders hundred voice is not everybody that can hear them. You need the ear of the spirit to be able to hear. I'm just saying this just to let us know that there are 
things, things day in the spirit that we can't just lay our hands on like that. For you to lay your hands on them, heaven needs to bring you into a place where you are consecrated for it to lay holds on it. Amen. So when you are hearing what I'm saying, don't let it go too far in your mind and say, ah, what was that, what was that, what was that? As you are hearing me, just simplify it to simple things. As easy as your journey and your relationship with God. Amen. As, and when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thundered uttered, and write them not. And this is one of the signs also that is not everybody that can just access the voice of the seven thunders. So they told him, seal it up, because not everybody can hear it at all. They can't just release it, although it's cried, but can't just release it like that. You heard it, don't write it down. Why? Because the moment you pen it down, it means you have given men access to at least find a way to access the things that the thunders are uttering. You know, if you don't write things down, the way, the way people actually transfer, how they transfer wisdom or spiritual wisdom, knowledge somewhere, is actually penning things down. Imagine this Bible was never written. Just, just as an example. Just imagine the Bible was never written. Do you think you have access to the things you have access to today? If not, God would have to find a way and you know what's funny? That means God needs to be speaking these things again to everybody again, over and over and over and over. If God will have to give people access, that means if I will talk all this Bible thing, that means I have to be calling everybody and be reading Genesis to Revelation to them. Yeah? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And you know, like you say, the plant chip, spiritual chip is not easy chips. It's not easy to plant. And you know, it's not easy to plant them because there's a nature that war against that thing. Naturally, there's a nature that, that's mostly our problem. Yes, sir. There's a nature that war against things God really wants to say to you. In short, God is saying it to you. You are not hearing it. Yes, sir. He's saying it. I'm not hearing them. Yes, sir. So you can see that there's a lot of work that God is doing. Eh? To plant, just plant seed. Zarachim is like seeds. Just plant one tiny seed mm. inside a man. Do you know how much work heaven has to do to get it done? Amen. Amen. So now said, seal it up, and then write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever. Who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the seas and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. And you know in the old trance too, they talk about time. Say so these are the time. These are the time. Whenever you hear time like that, just know there's a season. There's a season that we are in. Now, they're saying there should be time no longer, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, of the seventh angel, sorry, 
when it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he had declared to his servant, the prophet. Now, you remember on Tuesday, I mentioned that everything that has to do about God are mysteries. Why? Why is it mystery? Mystery means it's not known. It's not, can't be understood. I mean, you can't understand it, right? Unknown. That's mystery. Now, God is mystery because God is hidden from men. Right? So if he's hidden from men, that means he's a mystery to men. So God is a mystery to men. Eh? The simple thought of, ah, there's a God, means there's at least an atom of mystery being unveiled to you. For you to even think that. Why? Because God, the thought of God is alien to men. When you talk about men, I'm not talking about people that have some sense of spirit. When you, when you want to see real men, 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 eh, go out there. Think about people that don't, they, they don't think about God. They don't give regard to God. God, go, we don't care about you. There are men like that. Eh? And there are men that they know there's God, though, but they are denying it in their heart. Like the book of Romans mentioned. So there's God. Okay, you know, they, they gave them to the reprobate mind, okay, because the things that are not seen are made known by the things that are seen, so which means the things you see speaks of the things that are not seen. And when you talk about things that are not seen, it means it's spirit. Now, God is also in that realm. God is spirit. God is hidden. God is not known. Is a mystery. Now, when you say the mystery of God should be finished, means that men will come to the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Right? Yes. Now, I said there should be time longer, no longer, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared to his servant the prophet. So, clearly, when you see all this, when you are reading Revelation, right, everybody reads Revelation and they're talking about doom, gloom, doom, gloom, it's not like that. Revelation really is just talking about what, what is your, it's telling about what you have access, what is, your, what is going to happen to you when it comes to you and God, what God's intent is for you. Right? They just, they just wrote those things, kept it so that you can have access to it at some time and you see what is in God's heart for you. So when you hear moon turn red, it's not in, people, many people will be looking at moon, they'll be looking for one eclipse. Whether you like it or not, those things are already designed to happen. Mm-hmm. Eh, well, if you, if you wait enough long years, you see eclipse. Mm-hmm. Eh? Eclipse of the sun, eclipse of the moon, uh, uh, what else? Eclipse of the earth, everything. You see all kinds of, in short, there are eclipses you've not even seen, that if you wait long enough, you see them. Right? All those different things. So those are natural things that people look at them like, oh, the world is about to end. I remember mean, I thought, was it 2000? Yeah, 2000. But everybody thought the world was about to end, right? Was it 2000? Different conspiracy theories. Everybody putting a, oh, apocalypse. Yeah, 2000, the world is going to In my mind, I was like, it's 2012 or 2012. It's 2000, right? I'm like, that thing must have, must have been a thought from one person. And that thing spread like that. 
right? Imagine souls, spirit, they are just content. But if you follow scripture, you yourself you know that all these things they are saying is nonsense. Why? Paul clearly said to them, said, see, when you hear that the word is about, don't don't go there. You see, Second Thessalonians, please help me open it, chapter two. Eh? Yes, please. Read from verse 1. In verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, mm-hmm. by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as for us. Mm-hmm. As, that, as that the day of Christ is at hand. The day of let, Christ is at hand. Let no man mm-hmm. deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away. First, see, so that day shall not come, except there be a falling away. So there's actually a way to tell the time that is being outlined in the scriptures. You may not know the exact exact moment, but the season is given. So there shall be a falling away first. Then what happens? And that man of sin be revealed. And that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. Who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God. Who exalted, who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God. Do you know what that means? It means everything, every single thing that talks about God. And not just talks about him, that actually unveils and expresses God's sovereign dominion was, is going to be opposed by this man. Mm-hmm. So until you see that, if you are still seeing some, uh, some measure of fear of God inside men, see we are, not, we are, still, we are still journeying. At this, but when this time comes, eh, there will be fear. fear will be, there will, the, the fear of God will be gone in hearts. Mm? So men will no longer fear, fear God. No, there's still some measure of God is fear. You know, you know, there's a way, even though the unbeliever, there's still a way they fear God. How do you know? They are in trouble. Maybe some type of, oh God, Jesus. Why are they saying Jesus? Oh Christ. They just say, somehow in their mind, they know that there's somebody. Abby? What's something about maybe they're in the middle of, the ocean and they're about to drown. Something happened that day. They will remember that there's a Jesus. Okay. Even though some of them are even mean it in, like, like like swearing. You know that's what they're used to. You swear and then, then suddenly they just say, ah, oh, Jesus. And maybe something's happened because they are in, they are in, in one midst of it. I mean, I've seen movies like that where you know everybody every day, and then suddenly they will be in the middle of a, a serious catastrophe that they don't think they will survive. You now start hearing all kinds of things like God in their mouth. It's true. Eh? This one, they will fear God. They won't even want to say anything like that. Right? They are telling us a time. So it's not by all those that don't want to spend too much time on there, right? But just really finish. All that is worshipped. All that is worshipped. All that is called God or worshipped, okay? So that he as God seated in the temple of God. God. <laughs> so that he as God seated, seated in the temple of God. 
Showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I okay. told you these things. Okay, let's let's stop there. But you see, have you have you seen that yet? Although you, are, you can see the progression in the spirit, right? But there's an intent. Satan, there's a place he's looking to journey to. And God wants him, God would allow him to try. Eh? God will allow him to try because there's something that will now deal with him there in the scripture that they said. Fenador. Okay, we need to read it. So read, read further. Remember so I explain. that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Mm-hmm. And now you know what we told them, that he might be revealed in his time. Mm-hmm. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now let it will let. let it. Now see, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Now he that let it will now let, right? Let until mm-hmm. he be taken out of the way. Until he be taken out of the way. So there's a, you can see that there's a way that God will even allow him to try. Okay, go and try. Eh? I said God is a mystery. Iniquity itself, sin is a mystery. Right? So you, so you, you cannot see. I'm saying this because you, I, want you to, I want you to see why you need God's mystery to be unveiled to you. Anything that is mysterious. And men are using it. It has a way of taking over. Right? Has a way of taking over. And if men keep, they keep giving themselves to sin, because in the mystery of iniquity, eh, keep giving themselves to iniquity, the mystery, how many of us know iniquity is a mystery? Eh? If you think about it and how it applies to you, you know, this thing is a mystery. It seems mysterious. Abby? Now, that thing, the, the power lies in that mystery. Yeah. If it keeps, if, if, if it's still a mystery to you, eh, it has power to rule over you. Right? But the moment the mystery is cleared, unveiled, it no longer has power. Right? So Satan hides in being hidden so that you don't know he's there. Yeah. Eh, but let's pass that. Quickly go forward so that we'll read where I wanted to read. Basically, I just wanted to say that Satan will try, eh, and then God will now come and destroy him. <laughs> so that I just want to make that clear, so that people won't say I just talked about Satan and that you know, you know. You can go ahead. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom then, the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. <laughs> so then that wicked will be revealed. So if, see, there's a progression: yes. iniquity, and then that wicked. And then when that one comes, then God will now come. And then what happens? Consume with the spirit of his mouth. God will now consume with the spirit of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. And he shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So there is a progression and there is what will happen. Then God will come with the what? Say it again. The Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy with the, the brightness, brightness of his coming. coming. And he shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Two tools there. The spirit, spirit of his mouth. We need to understand what that spirit of his mouth is. The spirit of his mouth is God's word. Wow. Now, the spirit, what is the spirit of his mouth? Hmm? If you go into the book of Revelations chapter 1, they will now begin to talk about the person of Christ. It said, either had the, uh, there's a sword in his mouth. 
That sword is also what they are referring to as the spirit of his mouth. And that sword is also the word of God. For the word of God is a two-edged sword. Right? So which means the, one of the things, one of the two that God will use to destroy Satan are words. So I, I, I want us to see the progression. Words. And then these words also are mysteries. Like I said, everything about God is a mystery. The word that God is speaking to you are mysteries, which must be unveiled to you, right? Then I now began to talk in, last week about when you pray, either pray it in tongues, pray it, eh? either pray it in, in an unknown tongue, speak it mysteries in the spirit. So that, like I said, when you pray, it gives you access into mysteries, and then mysteries is now demystified by words, right? Now, this, the, the mystery is revealed by word. Which is one of the reasons, that's why I was saying that we need to give ourselves to the word. That's even the summary of everything I'm saying. I'm just going to say all these things, just land there, finish. Right? Why word is important. Why you need to have a relationship with the word. Right? So you see here that one of the two that God will use to destroy that man. Eh? Our God here was saying, you know, revelation of doom gloom. It's not doom gloom. It's just progression of things that will happen. Right? The end will not come until these things happen. And how will God destroy Satan? With the spirit of his mouth and with the brightness of his what? Of his coming. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about that. Because if I talk, because I have to really, really explain what that means. Right? So there's the brightness of his coming. That also means something. But if I, if I will summarize it in simple terms, the brightness of his coming has to do with everything arranged around you that will bring God's light to you, that will cause change in you, and then you will now, in, be, you will now inherit him. Hmm? So there's a brightness, there's a light. It's also called understanding. Right? So the word, coupled with understanding, light, all those things are the things God will use to, to destroy Satan. Now, all those things are instruments of knowledge. Right? So when they are instruments of knowledge, when you come into knowledge... Mystery is unveiled. Does that make sense? When you come into knowledge, mystery is unveiled. But let me quickly go further, right? So God wants to open mysteries. God wants to give you things. And then the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven. Okay, let me read from verse 7. I think I'm in verse 7 now. So, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, I mean, Revelation 10 now, sorry. Revelation 10, 7. Say, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when it, sh- it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared to his servant the prophet. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which is opened in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. So they are very particular about those things. An angel that is standing upon the sea and the earth, right? I'm not going to talk about that too, but the focus here is the book in his hand. Said, and I said, go and take that book. Oh. Take the little book which is open in his hand of, of the angel who standing upon the sea and, the, and upon the earth. Nine. And when, and I went unto the angel and said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up. So that little book, eh, the reason why I'm referring to it, 
I just want to use it to explain the scroll. So those scrolls that were being uttered, ah, there were scrolls open. He's also talking about the book. Right? Now, fetel no. They are ek, ek, exa. You know, what is that word? English. When you ex, ex, ah, why is that thing? When you extract something from something, excerpt. Except, <laughs> okay, <laughs> except, you know, you English is a very serious something. You you excite it out of the, out of the book, right? To give to people to begin to see and read, right? So they are also mysteries. So there are things said in there, in there to be said to you. Let me use it that way. So then, then there's now a way you move around the scroll. The scroll is for you to eat. Now, the eating there is explaining the process of you coming into the things that are written into the scroll. Right? So that said, take the book. Take. Take it and eat it up. And it shall make thy belly bitter. But it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. It shall be sweet in thy mouth. So take it. So you take the scroll, you eat it up. Mm? I don't want to talk too much. I don't want us to put too much focus on the scroll itself. But I want us to see into the what is inside and the process. Take it and eat. So what are you taking? What are you eating? Is the things that is inside the scroll. So if you want to understand that scroll to see what is really, really there, open Ezekiel 3. I just want to draw a, a line. Hmm? We are going to go back to talking about Fenimbai, talking about reading Bible. Yes, sir. Uh, this is just... I know sometimes some people might be saying, this thing is hard, though. It's hard. Though. I don't understand. It's okay. In due time, you will understand. Amen. But is it clear? Yes, sir. Is it clear? It is not clear. Ask question though. Let me read Ezekiel 3. And someone should open Jeremiah 15. So Ezekiel 3, where are you Ezekiel? Ah, there you are. I opened it before and then I, I left it. So Ezekiel 3, let's read from verse 1. Moreover he said unto me, right, let me read it please. To me, mm-hmm. son of man, eat that thou, eat that thou findest, eat this roll, and go speak unto the house of Israel. Okay. So moreover, I said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this roll, and go and speak unto the house of Israel. Now, let's read from chapter 2, verse 9, so that we see. 
Mm-hmm. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of the book was therein. Was therein. So a hand was sent unto me, and a roll of book. Hmm? A roll of a book was therein, okay? And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. Uh-huh. I'm drawing a connection. So the roll, it was written within and without, which means there are words written in there. So whenever heaven is bringing a scroll, what they are really bringing is God's word. Right? So there are things written within and without. So there are the things written inside and out, eh, it's like, you know, when they, when they talk about something is written within and without, it's to, tell, it's to let you know that it's not just ordinary, it's a spiritual thing. Like you see the angel full of eyes within and without. Right? So the book is written within and without. All that, what that book contains is God's word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, continue, continue. And there was written, there was written there in lamentations mm-hmm. and mourning and, and woe. So there was written there in lamentation and warning and woe. Now those things that they wrote there are the things that Ezekiel will need to eat to be able to go and decree God's word. So the word was there, but it was not inside him yet. So he couldn't go to declare God's word. Now, read chapter 3. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, if that thou findest, eat this roll, and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. Mm-hmm. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause Cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels. When you say bowels, thy belly. Cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this. So that when you hear belly, it means soul. Which means the word is actually mixed with soul to decrease. So it's not just an ordinary word is declaring. The thing has mixed inside in with it, and it's going to declare it, right? Go ahead. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Mm-hmm. And he said unto me, Son of man, go get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak with my words unto them. Okay, and I see. Let's stop there. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, eat, go get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak with my word unto them. So it was after he ate the scroll, that means he received the word. Then he cannot go and talk to Israel. And remember he said that it was sweet in his mouth. Revelations 2, what we read, it said it was sweet in his mouth as honey, but bitter in his belly. That, 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 that's also a process, right? But we're not going to talk about that today, right? But what I just wanted to see there is the word. What is important is drawing a, a line between the scroll and the word. So the scroll is a book given, and what is written therein is God's word. And that God's word must come to every man, must come to you. So when, we journey, when, we, when we've journeyed to a point, hmm? let me read, I read Jeremiah 15. So I will, I will send it up there and then go back to what I was explaining earlier. Mm. 
Let's read from verse 15 to 16. Mm-hmm. O Lord, thou knowest, remember me and visit me and revenge me of my persecutors. Mm-hmm. Take me not away in thy long suffering. Mm-hmm. Know that for thy sake I have suffered rebuke. Okay. Thy words were found and I did eat them. So thy words were found and I did eat them. Mm-hmm. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I I'm called by thy name, O, o Lord, Lord God of hosts. Say, for thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Oh, and then if you, want, if you want to align this, you will align it with the sweetness that Ezekiel had and also in the book of Revelations. So when, it's, when, you, so when you talk about word, the word of God is for you to eat. So in the spirit... You are to be eating God's word. So that shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, right? So the word of God is for you to eat. You are to eat God's word. What that means is there's, there's, a, there's a process, right? There's a process, there's a way you eat. The way you eat in the spirit is not the way you eat in the natural. There's a way you eat God's word. So when you eat God's word, it means you are beginning to interact with God's mysteries, God is beginning to speak and reveal himself to you. And all these things is surrounded around all the processes of changing you. You must come into the knowledge of God's word. Which means you need access into this word. If you don't have access into this word, you can't even experience this. Right? You need access into the word. When you gain access into the word is when you can now begin to eat it. And then you now find joy there. Eh? There's a joy that comes. So whenever, here's how you know you are eating God's word. Whenever you are beginning to sense joy inwardly. Because that joy doesn't just come. That joy comes due to activities around you. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know when you are in fellowship and think something is, you know there's a way it's, it's just sweet. It's called the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. When you are engaging in that, you are actually in the process of eating God's word. Because what happens is that experience is going to be quickening word around you so that you can begin to chew on it. When you are chewing on it, it means you are meditating. When you are meditating, you are beginning to chew God's word. You chew, you chew. Then, because there's, there's, the process of God's word in you is two, sweet, bitter. So the first one you come into is the sweet one, which causes joy. Now, the bitter one is not actually bitter, bitter, bitter. It just means he's dealing with things inside you which is now warring against God. Eh? When, when that is when you begin to experience what is called, uh, what John talks about when he's saying that his commandments are not grievous. Is when that bitterness, when it's no longer grievous, that bitterness won't be bitter to you anymore. It will be sweet. That bitterness is actually a sweet experience, but it is bitter because inwardly yes. we are warring with God's dealings and ordinances. So that, that, that bitterness is just simply resolving it into, ah, why I'm, ah, I can't do this, God? Ah, why is it so hard to do? Finish. And then you are seeing how hard it is to obey. Ah, God, I can't obey this commandment. Now it's hard, though. 
that's actually an, a, a bitter experience because it's beginning to deal with things inside you. Because your nature does not want to relinquish certain things you have. But God is demanding it. The word, the sweet thing you are eating is demanding change. But the nature is warring against it. And as a result, you are sensing the bitterness. Ah, this is bitter because it's dealing with things inside. Right? Those are the process quickly. I'm just explaining, but you know, as God will allow us, we'll you know, go into depth on that some other time. But I'm just, just explaining that, right? So you, the word of God is for you to eat. And you can't eat the word of God if there is no spiritual arrangement around you. The fan corner, eh? the, you, you won't eat God's word if you're just dealing with letters. Yes. So you need to access the spirit of the word to, begin to, to actually begin to chew the word. Amen. Yeah. Right? So that's where I want to land. But let me just quickly tie that one into this. I think maybe I've already done that so I can end easily. Right? Um, like I said, we're moving to a point where they've opened scroll. Now, I, I believe I've been able to explain that in a way. So they opened the scroll. The scroll is now unveiling things inside. What is inside there are mysteries. They are, now you now begin to deal with those mysteries, meaning the mysteries need to be unveiled to you. It just means that You've journeyed to a point in the spirit where you can fetch higher things. Mm, you. you can fetch it. Yeah? But I want to make it clear. You can fetch it, but it doesn't mean that you have received them. It just means it's available to you. Now, there is something that, the, like I said, the angel is here to do. He wants to make sure that, and he wants to make sure that we actually all enter. Yes. Eh? We all have entrance into these things. Yeah. So we just, broke, we just broke into a point in the spirit where they now begin to unveil things. Which means, if we are sensitive, they are going to be quickening things Amen. around you, spiritually, Amen. to enrich your fellowship life. Amen. 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 Your fellowship will be enriched Amen. so that it's a lot easier to obey. Yes. But there's diligence that must be that must take place. Let me use that word. There's diligence that must take place in how you take these things. Mm? Let's fix that. That part. How you take the word. Mm? Even, if, even if it is hard, I don't understand. There's a way you take it in your heart. Oh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, but you, have, you, you, are, you are taking the word like life to you. You are not just taking it like, okay, I just want to understand one mystery. You are actually taking it as life to you. Hmm? That positioning. Because that word will result in attitudes you, you give even around hearing word, even hearing in meetings, how you listen to messages. And I think I was mentioning last week that your heart has to be involved when it even comes to engaging word. Hmm? If your heart is not involved when you are engaging word, it's going to be like a normal routine. Yeah, okay, I read it and go. Or let me just use this word. You won't access the spirit of the word and you'll just be reading letters. And you should have wisdom to know that if, you have, if you've just read letters, always know that it's only letters you've read though. you now wait on the spirit to rest on it. Right? You don't just take it and go without the spirit breathing on the letter. The letter is given to access the spirit. Right? If, if there is no letter, how will you access it? You can't access it now. No, they call it Bible passages because it's, a real, it's actually a passage. Mm-hmm. 
Why? You pass through it into the spirit. Eh? So you need to be able to, when you read the, you, because when you say, I have letters, you have to read by the spirit, you'll be wondering, how do you do that? Eh? Is there a magic about the Bible that you, no. You, is, you have to study and then you have to now wait for spirit to breathe on it. That's just what it means. Don't just carry it and go. Let breath come upon the word to give understanding. Amen. So basically, what they, are, what they are doing to us, I'll just wrap up around, around there, is we've gotten to a point where, oh, okay, I didn't say that, but maybe I'll just mention it quickly. No, I'll just, I'm just explaining the utterance, right? And then we've gotten to a point where you have access into the things that they are beginning to bring to us. Word. God, it's God's word. It's as simple as that. It's God's word they are bringing to us. Amen. Now, this word, this word, is tied with wonders. Okay. But that one, I'm not going to talk too much about it. It was also an utterance that came. It's tied with what? With wonders. Now, when you hear wonders, it's not, it's not, uh, uh, no, there's a way we, when we say, God has done wonder today. But there's a way we, we see God's wonder. Maybe he raised the dead, you know, different things. But these wonders also have to do with the activities around the word that has to do with the changing of the soul. Amen. Now, if you want to, if you want to, ah, okay, let me not talk that because if I give you that one and I run away now, then you'll be wondering what, what have I caused, I, I will cause problem. But it's just a reference. I'm just going to reference it, right, in the book of Revelations. And in chapter 12, it said, and I saw another wonder in the heavens, Right. When you hear all that, you'll be wondering, ah, what's all that? So I'm not going to make you think too much about it. I'm not even going to teach that one. So you're like, ah, I mean, mm-mm. I'm just referencing it to explain what wonders are. So wonders, as we see it, is not necessarily, ah, oh, that thing, oh, that's one. And it's not, you know, the way we see wonders. It talks about an, op- an activity in the spirit that is beyond the natural. Right? You no, know, what we see as a wonder naturally is, Oh, that wonder. Something, wonder is a yanu. Right? Something that will happen. Ha! Yanu means to open mouth. So, so, maybe something will happen. You'll be like, ah! And like, close your mouth now. It's not that. Ah, that's, that's wonderful. You know, something extraordinary. Right? So when you now talk about that, in the realm of the spirit, we're talking about a wonder that is to take place as a result of the word that is coming to you. Yeah, thank you. Amen. But all those ones, you don't have to cry too much about it now. It's, it's, it's something you come into as you are being faithful in the words that you are receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? So those ones, those wonders are bent to happen yes, as we follow. Yes, eh? yes, as we begin to learn things in the spirit. Amen. Yes, so I'm just going to put a pen to it here today. I hope uh, I've spoken. Hmm. I don't know if I've heard something today. Did I say something? Yes, I said something. Yes, okay. And I just want us to make sure that we take the word seriously. Hmm. We should be engaging the word. Okay. And there's a way we will engage it. And that's what we are also teaching. Amen. Amen. God would help us. Yes, uh, perhaps it's God that is directing the meeting. It's not me. And before, and I was just going to continue from where we stopped on Tuesday. 
But I think he's still a liar, but they just needed to make us see those things. Sometimes, fail, 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 fail. Sometimes, they, they do that to, to, at some point, to just bring our reality, our awareness to the reality of what we are dealing with. Hmm? We can just continue to teach, we are teaching Bible, read your Bible, you know, finish that, and, you know, go home. But they wanted to make it clear yes. to us that you are, act, you are not just they're not just sitting down as if you don't have any anything to do with your life to just hear word. Yes. You are actually giving yourself to something real in the spirit. And as you are doing it, you've you've journeyed somewhere, you've touched something, and you've opened up access to begin to receive certain things. Amen. And we just have to be faithful and be diligent with the things. We are touching. Let me use that word. Now, because we talk about change, but change is a process. Before that change can happen, you need to have moved into things that can allow the change. That's to tell you how, how serious man's soul is. So God needs to give word. You need to bring things. The only way you can change is by hearing word. But the way the word also comes to you itself is also an act in the spirit that God needs to, because God knows every soul. They need to be tweaking the, the way the way the word will come. Sometimes let's tweak it this way, just to be able to reach souls. Yes, Just to reach souls, amen. So everything they are doing is to make sure that we know that what we are doing is not just playing. The word of God is real. The word of God is for you. The word of God is for you to eat. And there's a way you, you eat the word. And as you are eating it, make sure it nourishes your body spiritually. Mm? It nourishes you. And when it gets to your tummy or your belly and it's bitter, mm? don't pray. We don't, don't regurgitate and, and spit the word. Oh. Make sure you digest it. As it is bitter like that, digest it. Amen. Amen. And that's where I'll put a post to it today and then... As God helps us, we'll continue. Amen. Amen. Does anybody have any question? <sighs> any question? No question? Okay. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's just thank him, appreciate him for his love. Father, we thank you. 
Let's thank him for the, the word they declared unto us today. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's just begin to pray that heaven will give us the grace to begin to, to access the word of God as we ought to. Um, in any way that our relationship with the word has been, has been hindered, that heaven will cause life to flow in that aspect in our, in our journey and our relationship with God. Masiri nada, evenosti, evenosti, bendita, benduti, evregai, elegosti, 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 elegoshete venesti, elegoshete venesti, elegote venosa, venosia, ekra, 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 stovenima, magata, 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 egonta, oh grace, 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 menovosia. Embredota, 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 Embredotia, Ganzera, 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 Maseyerenoti. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you praise for today. We thank you for the grace of your word. Falona Marda. We thank you for your emissary which you've sent even to open these things to us today. Father, we say thank you. I will know because it's your love, even that causes these things to happen. Father, we say thank you for your love. We appreciate you. We say be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, we ask today that you would give us uh, the grace. Uh, we can't ask for enough grace because your word says that grace and peace be multiplied. Because we know that grace increases and grace can be multiplied. We ask for the addition of your grace to our heart, uh, even in things pertaining your word, in the name of Jesus. Father, make our access into your word richer, even to fetch things that will cause inheritance to be given to our heart in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would revive every aspect of our dealings and engaging of the word that has been dead. You will cause life to spring forth and you will cause our minds to be awakened, even to begin to engage the word the way we ought to in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for uh, more blessings of your spirit in accessing the spirit of the word. Father, you give grace even to, to journey into the entrance of thy word in the mighty name of Jesus. As your word says, the entrance of thy word giveth light and it giveth understanding to the humble. We ask, Lord, that you cause us to enter your word, even as we ought in the name of Jesus. Give entrance into your word, even as the word that you have been, that you are uttering in the spirit. We ask for grace to enter these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because of our matter, you've answered our prayers. Fanita, thank you, Father, for in Jesus. Samaka, Ergota, Gota Gaia, Bezina, Halaban, Oprefa. Oh, prefedene, a Christo, prefer, prefer sooner, a come sooner, I'm coming soon, coming, 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 coming soon, I'm coming, I'm coming soon, I'm coming soon, 
upon, upon you. Yes. Uh, up, up, upon you. I'm coming soon. 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 I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming upon you. Soon. 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 Sooner. Sooner than you think. Palagai. Palagai. El Ghost. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I will appear to you. I will appear to you. My coming is to appear to you. My coming is to appear to you. And by appearing, I will make you know me. For my appearance is for knowing. I will appear to you. I will appear to you that you might know me. I will come even out of my hidden places. Even to make myself known to you. I will appear. I will appear. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We appreciate you. Thank you for your word. Palnos. In Jesus' name we pray. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You